LAS. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. This is so true. And it's a little weird for me. Is it? Weird? Yeah. I'm okay. a creature of habit. I liked our little booth. It feels fresh. It does feel fresh. But I miss the coziness of the booth. It was like a little closed in. This is way more open. I feel it's exposed. Way more open. I feel exposed <laughs> too. Because Alex is like be not beyond a wall. Right, exactly. It's just right there. It's not just you and I. Alex is right there. Alex is right there. <laughs> like he's never been before. Right. <laughs> Hello. Seeing Alex in a whole new way. Exactly. I know. You guys can see my legs now. I know. I, could, yeah. I was about to say that, actually. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> We're in Czech Village. Yeah. Historic, beautiful Czech Village. We love it. Right next to the river. Right here. Cedar Rapids. Um, Yesterday, we drove by the river. And someone had fallen in. <gasps> and they had like five ambulances and fire trucks. What? And a whole crowd gathered around watching the person that had fallen in. What part of the river? I don't know. It was like, like right North beyond of- Ellis. Oh, no. Like right under the bridge. Yikes. I know. That was scary. That is scary. So I was like looking on the news. I didn't see anything, but my mom said she saw that that person was okay. Oh, well, that's good. Thank God. Thank Isn't there a God. dam there? Uh, I don't know. Yes. Oh, that's that's just really scary. It's like it's that like area a where a lot of people aren't. fish. No, it wasn't there. It was like after you cross the bridge coming towards downtown. Oh. And across the street is that big empty space where they're yeah, going to yeah, build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was oh right there. God. I know. The drama. Da, da, da. <laughs> I know. The Chronicles of Cedar Rapids. Yes, exactly. It's a heavy town. Heavy. Heavy. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> Tara, I'm just so glad to be back with you. I Me feel like too. it's been so long. It really has been. I've so missed long. your face. I feel like I didn't know what you looked like anymore. It had been that long. Wow. It was like, what is? I don't. Who I, is she? Exactly. And then you showed up looking as gorgeous as you do today. And Here I, like, I there am. She is. I put makeup on today. Not much, but I, I mean, put you foundation look great. on. Thanks, Caleb. You oh, you're kind of like a source I can't really trust because you always tell me I look great. That's like what I love about you, though. Even when I feel like I look like shit, you're like, you're beautiful. You look great. But you are cute. You're beautiful. I know. Like you just, oh, you're a beautiful person. Oh, thanks. You're like very pretty. You're gonna make me blush. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, you're also a very beautiful person and very stop pretty. It. Keep it coming. And I love. <laughs> Stop, don't stop. And I love your hair and your vibe and your little velvety jumpsuit Mm, today. Velvet. Velvet. Smooth. Yes. Don't you want to rub your hands all over me? Yeah, I can't reach you from here. This table's wider. It's too long. It's too long, Alex. All right, Alex. That's our critique for today. (laughs) There's literally a chair 
closer. You guys could have sat right. next to each That's other. True. Next time I will. You I chose like this. Held hands during this podcast. We could play. play you could still move. <laughs> Take yeah, the microphone with you. Maybe I will, but I kind of like it here because then I'll be staring right at you. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sarah, you look like you were going to say something. Yeah, okay. I was just going to remind everyone that their favorite podcast, which is Othered, mm-hmm. is produced and distributed by the LAS Media Group. Yes, and they have a new website, which is lasmediagroup.com. Woo! Yes, good for them, good for us. Good for everyone. And you know what? Good for all of you. Good for you for listening. (laughs) And if you want to subscribe for only $10 a month. It's only $10? Only $10. Oh, my God. You get access to... Bonus episodes. So I got to jump in. I'm so sorry oh, again. Shit. This is like the most I've ever been on an episode, and I apologize, it, listener. It's definitely okay. not, but go ahead. Oh, Alex. it's not? Okay. Oh. <laughs> Jeez, I felt attacked. No, you're not attacked. Um, It's a new website. It's brand new, and, and it's easier than ever because it was through Patreon, so it was kind of a pain in the butt to get signed up and to get all the perks, but now it's like so easy. So we're bringing back ad-free episodes. Uh, there's exclusive merch for our subscribers. Merch. 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 And uh, all sorts of benefits. You get discounts at local local businesses just Ooh. for being a, a subscriber. For instance, you get uh-huh. money off your Thu Brewing beer. Mm. And yes, they did just announce their I know, I, I saw know, that. I, and I was like, oh, no. no. I was thinking about you because I know you guys were going to launch a beer. Well, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And we got, we got the fridge down in our brand new kitchen down here stocked with Thu Brewing beer. But hey. It is what it we is. We got the last it of it. It is what it is. A swan song. Yeah. Of the Love beer. them. Anyway, I'm leaving again. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye, Alex. Bye. <laughs> so that's exciting. So go visit the website. Yeah. And subscribe. Yes, and that way you can listen to all of us. Mm-hmm. And while you're there, actually not while you're there, but while you're on the interweb, go mm-hmm. to Instagram. Follow us at Other the Podcast. Yes. Yes. So I went to... Caucho. Oh, tell me more. Which is like one of my favorite restaurants because they mm, have the drink that tacos. I like. It's like that smoky. Up and smoke. Up and smoke. Yeah. Yes. Which I'm obsessed with. Mm-hmm. I only get it there. And I was sitting next to this man who had long dreadlocks and tatted and was older. And he turned around and I was like, are you on the Groove Life podcast? And he was like, yeah. What's his name? Sean? I thought that you were going to talk about Shane. 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 <laughs> I was like, did you see Shane? Yes, I did. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, I do the other podcast. And he was like, oh, my God. We're like label mates. I love that. I, I don't know. know who this person is. Sister shows. Sister shows. Yeah. Sister shows. Yeah. He's on the groove life. And they're like all these little rocker men. He's super badass. He sounds like this a badass. This is like my type of older man. I have yeah. like very said, odd stereotypical tastes in white men. You said he has tats and dreads. Tats and like black and nail polish. And was older and I was like, all right, tell me more. Daddy. Like keep going. Daddy vibes. <laughs> like total like goth. I'm oh. like, I love this for us right now, mm, except for yeah. I was on a date. But oh. I was like, yes. <laughs> but it was it was cute. How was the date? It was good. Yeah? Good. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was good. Couch is a cute place to go for a date. I love Couch. Yeah. I went just for the drinks. Mm-hmm. And I had them in left. Their food is good too. I know. I had already eaten. I just wanted an up and smoke. Right. Mm-hmm. Cute. Yeah. So I was excited to meet Shane. Yeah. And um, 
I was excited to uh, get my drink. Good. Do you know, I just love that for you, Sarah. <laughs> I love that you went and you got it. You, you know knew what? what you needed and you went and you reached out and you grabbed it. I that. have really been in that right now. Like, I think of yoga and how I'm always like, take what you need from your practice. And yeah. I'm like, bitch, I'm going to take what I need from life right now. I think that's great. I think that's yeah, exactly what you should be doing. if I want up and smoke, damn it, I'm going to go get an up and smoke. If I need to take the day off of work, I'm taking the day off of work. I support this if wholeheartedly. If I want to drink a mimosa in my scooter's cup. <laughs> with a straw. With my straw, <laughs> I'm going to recycle that cup and pour my mimosa in here and take it to go. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mother Earth thanks you. I know. I've been told a lot I'm pretty wasteful, so I'm working on it, and this is how I contributed. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> What exciting things have happened to you lately? <laughs> Honestly, not a lot. I've been working a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like the only thing I can do these days. So it's like wake up, go to work, come home, go to sleep, wake up, go to work. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of situation. Um, but I'm 32, 33 days sober. <gasps> Yay! Which is great. It's been fun. Has yes. it been fun? I mean, it's been good. I feel like I've been spending a lot more time at home, so I've been like nesting a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like that's been fun. Like I've been buying a whole bunch of like house plants, and that's been I fun. Love yes. Yes. And then my cat is a lot happier because I'm home a lot more. Oh, I'm sure. So she's very happy. Um, yeah, I'm like really boring right now. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just going through a boring phase, which is good. I think your skin looks really healthy. Thank you. I've thought that about you like in the past three weeks I've seen you in your sobriety journey. I appreciate that. You just look really good. Thank you. Do you know I've been noticing about sobriety is that time goes by a lot quicker, not quicker, slower. Like mm. the days are longer, you know, because I'm not like blacking out through most of it. Oh. And by most of it, I mean just like, you know. Enough for it to be impactful. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been very interesting. I, I think feel like you my mind journal is clearer. through this. I, you're right. I should just like make time to journal. Make time about to it. journal. Okay, yeah. Journal about it. That seems healthy. It does seem healthy. <laughs> and then you can look back and be like, wow. Look at that journey I took. Yeah, and look how good I felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are you going to do after sobriety? I don't know. I mean, I'm doing this 100-day challenge, so I'm like a third of the way through it. And I haven't figured out what I'm going to do after it. Because I feel like I'm getting to the point now where I know I'm figuring this out about myself. Is that like I can have a couple drinks. But then as soon as I have a couple drinks, I'm like kind of keep drinking. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to like figure out when is good time to imbibe or if at all. Mm -hmm. You know. So. But you still have like 60 days to figure it out. That's true. Two thirds yep. of the time left to figure that out. I don't know. I'm also like I'm just saving a lot of money mm-hmm. because I spend a lot of money on alcohol mm-hmm. and drinking and going out and seeing people. So I've actually been paying off a lot of credit card debt, which feels really adult oh, and I'm gross, proud of but like you. really good. Yes. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. You're just making uh, all these good decisions. I'm making these steps forward in my life. You're we taking, call that progress. You are. <laughs> Hashtag progress. Yes. Ain't nothing going to break your stride, Caleb. Yes, exactly. Nothing's going to keep me down. Oh, no. 
Got to keep on moving. That's right. Okay. Proud of you. Thank you. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, I was thinking we could talk about code switching. Ooh, I love code switching. Yes. You Not love it? Not necessarily love <laughs> to code switch, but I do love that topic. Yeah. It's an interesting one. It I think is. we should first talk about what it is. I agree. Let's talk about it. I'm going <laughs> to share it with us. I was going to say, Sarah, would you tell I'm us what code switching us, is? I'm going to share that with our so listeners. I'm sure there are some listeners who don't know what that is. I'm sure. Lucky them. This definition that I am going to share with you comes from the Harvard Business Review. It says, broadly, code switching involves adjusting one's style of speech, appearance, behavior, and expression in ways that will optimize the comfort of others in exchange for fair treatment quality service, and employment opportunities. Hmm. Yeah, so it embodies a lot. It really does. That's a broad term. Um, this little Harvard Business Review, what's the article? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. <laughs> it says, research suggests that code switching often occurs in spaces where negative stereotypes of black people run counter to what are considered appropriate behaviors and norms for a specific environment. But I would imagine that that's not just exclusive to black people, that it's, I think it probably extends to a lot of different minorities, right? Like agreed. Hispanic people, people of color. Yes. LGBTQ people. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's the most. And I think like you see it or when people aren't code switching and they're just like living their lives, you know, like I feel like you see videos of, like Karen's and Walmart, like yelling at people to like speak English mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, and that's like what is happening and why. I know. So in essence, code switching <laughs> is <clears throat> adjusting your entire self, the way you talk, the way you act, the clothes you wear, mm-hmm. all that in order to make no to not make waves. Right. Essentially. To make other people comfy and cozy. And by life. other people, we're talking about white. People. We're talking about the whites <laughs> because that's the dominant culture. Yes. Right. And so to not create waves, you essentially are trying not to be different mm-hmm. to like assimilate. Fit in. Yeah. Sheep. Exactly. Sheep mentality. Yeah. I feel it's really interesting in talking about code switching today because also this weekend I was asked to um, participate in an interview for an old teacher of mine who was working on his PhD um, for his my God, thesis, but it's, that's not what it's, what it's called. Okay. Anyway, so he was writing a paper and asked if mm-hmm. he could interview me. And his topic was basically um, race, colorism, and self-identity, specifically within the primary and secondary educational systems. And he asked me a lot of questions. That's a lengthy title. But he yeah. asked me a lot of questions about being – my identity and being biracial growing up in school and how I was treated particularly by administrators and staff Mm -hmm. and my relationships with other students. And that was really interesting because I don't often think back to those times. I've never been asked these questions before. A lot of them I'm like, wow, I've never thought of that. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Um, But I realized that for those of us that feel different, Code switching is just who we are, and we've been doing it from day one. Oh, I think it happens all the time without even thinking about it. It's like, just uh, a subconscious reaction. Yeah, yeah, to uncomfortable. Well, you're like you're almost kind of like socialized to do it in mm-hmm. some way. Yeah. 
Right. I was thinking about um, how in elementary school there were like no black people mm-hmm. and I really didn't have much of a black identity just based on my exposure. But then when I went to middle school and did, I started to realize what code switching was mm-hmm. and how I had to act in front of certain people and how I had to act in front of other people in order to get the best results for me <laughs> to exist yeah. in that space, sure. basically. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting that I had been practicing this before I even knew, knew what it, it was. Yeah. And also really sad because I hate that there's even worlds that we have to assimilate right. and be someone else mm-hmm. that isn't our true self. Right. So I think it'd be helpful too to like probably give examples of what code switching looks like or feels like for for us. For us. Yeah. When's the what's a time for you or what's a particular time that you're like, I, this was a time that's memorable or this is the situation I most often feel like I have to code switch in. Mm -hmm. Well, I think most often the code switching for me happens, um, in like professional spaces. Mm -hmm. So depending, I think, well, okay. So let's just say I worked at restaurant LP, right. And I, felt very comfortable being there there were a lot of other like gay people that worked with me and um we could be kind of we could have fun with each other and i could felt comfortable being a little bit more myself a little bit more flamboyant whatever mm-hmm. um and then there have been other professional experiences that i've had um that were a little bit more like fine dining and that's not necessarily like, making it fine dining wasn't like necessarily the bad thing but I felt like for some reason I had to like change the way I spoke mm-hmm. or the way that I talked to customers. And I guess that happens anyway with fine dining versus like, you know, more casual dining. Right. But even then it was like I had to like modify. Alter your personality. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think there's, it also happens too in the way like my intonation. I think I noticed that a lot more. Like sometimes I'll be talking to a friend and then, like, somebody will come up and be like, hey. And I'll be like, oh, hey, how's it going? You know? Like, I try to, like, butch it up. But, like, it happens, like, subconsciously. I have about it, you sometimes. It happens. And yeah. it's so weird. It's just, like, a light switches in my mind. It's like, oh, I have to be completely different now. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it just, I don't know. That's, like, that's what happens most often for me now in my life. But I also, um, I think... It would happen a lot too, like at my college, like I would just constantly, I think this like also just comes from like my inner homophobia that I experienced when I was growing up and like before I came out of the closet is that I definitely had to modify and censor myself all the time when I was around uh, people of that were in that religious community. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't be too loud. I couldn't like draw attention to myself. Because naturally, I like to be loud and like be, like to be the center of attention. I like to be very social. Mm-hmm. And there were times where I was where I kind of got on a roll and was becoming very social and very animated or whatever. And animated, I mean, like I'm who I am and I'm pretty flamboyant. Right. And then I would just notice like some people like making like noticing, noticing, and then feeling very like, oh, oh I shit. have to shift. put that away. Yeah, put it away. Like be very normal, whatever that normal is for that space. And, yeah. Yeah. Huh. I hate that experience for you. Yeah. I, just I mean, love it's just who different. you are so much. Oh, well, thank you. I would hate to exist in a world where you can't be. <laughs> I mean, it just, it happens, you know? Yeah, it And does. that's what sucks. 
I feel like most often for me, I code switch at work. Yeah. Um, I not only because is it a whole building, ma- the majority of whom are white, um, but also I work with with my mom for my mom. So I have to be careful about the things I say and things I do and um, how I act and things I wear. Mm -hmm. There's this shirt I want so bad that says Columbus is a murderer. Mm, Christopher mm -hmm. Columbus, who was a murderer. Right. And I was like, what do you think it would be like if I wore this to work? And my coworker was like, I probably wouldn't do it. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I just... I just really want to. And obviously I would I understand the statement I'm making by mm-hmm. saying that. But I those are ways in which I can't present as who I am. Right. Because I'm concerned about the views of other people around me. Right. And I hate that. I hate mm-hmm. having to code switch. But I also feel like it is something we get used to. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think my go to because I do have a hard time acting fake. Is I just get really quiet and I don't talk. That's the same way with me. Is that like I sh- I shut down like yeah. because I don't want to make waves. I don't want to be noticed. I want to like fade into the background, mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of code switching is for me. Mm-hmm. It's to like not make waves, so I make myself as small as just possible. Not participating small and quiet. at all. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like when I have to do it, I do, but I can only do it for so long. Sure. And then it's always really funny, too, because like immediately I will leave work and go get in my car and bump like some Tupac about mm-hmm. murder and selling drugs. Neither of which I do or have done, <laughs> but that's who I am. And then, you know, the people who I was just not that person around are like, oh, what is going on mm-hmm. with her? I'm like, yes, I get in the car and I can be my true self. Yeah. Also, I notice I code switch a lot when I have to go to school stuff for my kids oh mm-hmm. and like to be around the other moms yes i am not like a playground mom i've known that about me the whole motherhood experience okay tell me what a playground mom is. i feel like a playground mom is one of those moms who like when you go to the park with your kid and there's other kids there will like interact with those other children too and like share toys and right. snacks and i am not going to talk to your child <laughs> I'm just like I'm not keep those dirty kids away yeah, from me yeah and I'm not like I'm not gonna make my kids share with your kids right I hate that there have been times when other kids have asked my children like can I play with your stuff and I'm like no because we don't know you and I teach my kids that no one will take as good of care of your things as you will right so if you don't want someone to fuck it up don't give it to them right and so no we're not gonna give some random people your toys mm-hmm. like no no and we're not gonna be sharing food and we're not going to be doing all those things. Sure. Like, I'll watch. I might push you on the tire swing, but that's all the interaction I'm going to have with your kids. Right. Like, these are skills. Like, sharing is an important skill. Sure. Right. But, like, that can happen at school with, like, the school toys as opposed to, like, I just don't, your personal stuff. Why is it important to teach kids to share? I don't know. Because as an that's adult, are you question. sharing shit? I mean. No. I guess you're right. You're not. And there's mm-hmm. a difference between, like, being charitable and giving and sharing. Okay. Fair enough. You can mm-hmm. tell I grew up an only child because I hate sharing. Sure. I hate sharing. I've become better as a mom. Mm-hmm. But these are things that I clearly I can't tell other parents that I have felt that way previously about children. Sure. So I just don't act like that as a parent. Mm-hmm. Now I've gotten right. better. Now I'm like racking my brain about like the ways that I share in life as an adult. 
I mean, I don't. I share with my kids, but sure. I'm not out here like sharing what my what do I have to share? I don't know. Like when would we be in a time what I'm sharing with you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean like food. Yeah. We share food. That's sure, different that's though. Different. But you're not gonna be like, hey, can I borrow your hair straightener? Oh, I mean Well, I guess if you would, I would let you. But to me, that's not sharing either. Sure. I don't know. I just don't get it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll come back to that at some point in the future. Who knows? But <laughs> I do teach my kids to share with each other. Okay? okay. But I also teach them if you don't want someone to break your stuff, don't right. let them play with it. Right. Okay. I just want to make that clear. I'm not teaching my kids to be greedy. I'm just teaching them to respect their things. Right. I don't know how we got on that, but... <laughs> Oh, we were talking about you being not being a playground mom. Anyway, so I have had to code switch my way into being a playground, more of a playground parent. And I've had to fake it till I make it, basically. I do sure. care significantly more about kids that aren't mine. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know what? I grew up an only child. I was not around kids. Sure. It's been a shift. But yeah. I... Yeah, I code switch around parents. Mm -hmm. um, what it, about like socially? Like what about what happens when like you go out with friends? Do you feel like you ever have to code switch in spaces like the bar or like? It would depend who I'm with. Okay. For sure. I think most of the time, I mean, and I guess the, the biggest um, difference would be when I'm with black friends or white friends. Mm -hmm. And... Um, also, as a single person these days, I find myself in a lot of spaces where I am the only single person. Mm. So there are times when I realize it's not appropriate for me to be having certain conversations with friends that I would have if their significant other weren't present. You know what I'm saying? No. No? If you're like... I'm like trying to think of like a scenario that you wouldn't like, I don't know. Because I feel like when I talk to my friends who are, like, coupled up, uh -huh. like, I don't change the way that I speak, the things that I talk about, I guess. I guess like I being wouldn't a be talking versus... about, like, maybe my sexcapades oh. in settings like that. Mm-hmm. Where everyone's, like, together. Right. I don't. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that experience is like for you, but I get well, it. Well, I one time, I've told you this story. I was with a couple friends, mm -hmm. a friend of, who were coupled. Okay. And I was friends with my girlfriend and she was with her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And I made a comment about another woman's breasts. Mm -hmm. I told you this story. And I was like, look at her boobs. They look so good. <laughs> and her boyfriend agreed with me. Uh -huh. And she felt so uncomfortable and was so mad because I said that. And I guess... I learned that maybe, and maybe it was just this particular couple. Sure. But I also was like, you know, maybe I don't need to say those things like in these spaces. Sure. That's okay. I get it. But also like, mm, I don't know. That's just like that, that conversation or that like topic. It's like, why not? Like you can be like, hey, that person looks great. Yeah, but that's... They didn't. I wasn't talking about them looking great. Yeah, you're I was talking, talking very specifically about their breasts. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I I think that I have just learned like, you know, when you're in spaces where you're the only single person, like sure. maybe you don't need to talk like you do with other single people mm-hmm. all the time. I guess. Okay. Yeah, sure. I see what you're saying. So sometimes it's like really petty stuff like that. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's bigger. Like, you know, I don't, I try not to listen to uncensored rap music around mm-hmm. white people mm-hmm. because if I ever hear my white friends say some of the words in those songs, we will not be friends again. Right. So I don't want to do it. Yeah. I don't even want to know that you listen to it when I'm not around. Right. I want to pretend like you don't. Like you're <laughs> always listening to the censored versions of every vulgar rap song right that's what i want to believe Mm -hmm. so that's a way i code switch because i don't do that when i'm with my black friends Mm -hmm. um i talk about white people a lot sure and not always white people like caucasians but like white people like the people that embody white supremacy yes and i whiteness yes whiteness yeah and i'm careful about who i talk about that stuff with too mm-hmm. so i definitely code switch in regards to those contexts. well it's like yeah conversations you can or can't have depending mm-hmm. on the context of people you're around yeah i get that for sure yeah uh, why do you feel like that why what would happen let's just say if you didn't code switch like what is like the worst thing that could happen when I don't code switch, I find it just makes people really uncomfortable. Which is that the worst thing in the world? No, but sometimes, sometimes I just don't want to have these conversations about yeah. why I'm saying what I'm saying. Right. I guess like and asking that question, I'm like, why is it that we have to do it? Like, mm-hmm. And like we already know obviously why, but like I'm trying to think like make it more tangible. What would it be like for you if you didn't? Like, and I'm thinking particularly, like, in a dining experience. I don't know. That's also such a weird relationship to have as, like, a server to, like, a patron. So I don't really like that dynamic as, like, a um, an example. Um, but, I mean, it could go awfully. Like, it, go, it could go horribly. Like, it could affect your income? It could affect my income, for sure. Like, the person could, like, not tip me. Or um, could, you know, write a bad review about the business, which is, you know, not my responsibility. But, you know, as a manager, it is kind of my responsibility mm-hmm. to make sure that the business is doing well. And that it, I don't know. It's just socially, I think right now, actually, specifically, I feel very uncomfortable. Not very uncomfortable, but I'm becoming more suspicious and more skeptical of the way that people treat gay people mm. just because there's been so much more transphobia in the world and i feel like transphobia and homophobia are so like linked you know yeah intertwined like we're the part of the same community you know like i it just makes me un- more um hesitant mm-hmm. maybe in some way to like be, be around yourself. yeah to be myself and so and i feel like people are finding it more acceptable to be phobic. I agree, which is terrifying. Yeah. And I think sometimes, like, I feel like there's a part of me that is like, you're lucky that you can like hide, mm-hmm. you know, because I can't. Right. You know, thinking just about race, like mm-hmm. how I was pretty like toward election time. Like it was scary for me to go mm-hmm. places like by myself yeah. and they had issued warnings to black people. Like don't go anywhere after dark by yourself. Let people know where you're going and mm-hmm. when you're going to return back, which is 
really weird right. that we live in a day and age that that happens. <clears throat> um, and I, I just think like, wow, that'd be cool if I could like not be <laughs> black in certain yeah. spaces or, you know, like right. turn it off and present fully as white when I'm mm-hmm. here, which would I ever do that? No, but what would that be like? That'd sure. be an experience. Do you ever get treated differently? Like if you go in a space and you like put on your straight guy shit, do you get treated differently than you do when you show up as yourself? Um, That's a great question. I'm not sure. I would say probably. Like I think like, okay, so the places that I like would go out to like at bars, right? Like I have like my bar. It's like O&P. I can go there and I know that like I'm going to be I can be myself and nobody's going to give a fuck. And mm-hmm. if they do give a fuck, then the owners are going to be like, get out. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. See you later. Mm-hmm. Get out. Um, and I like, I feel like I've built a community there, you know? Um, but then there are other places like other bars um, that I've been to where I was, would go with my boyfriend, you know? And um, for a while there, like I knew, like I didn't know the owner, but the owner would like say like, hi or whatever. This is before he knew I was gay and that John was my boyfriend. They just thought you guys were hanging right. We out. were just hanging out with our friends Deb and Wanda, and then um, you know when it came like when he found out that John and I were dating, that we were a couple or whatever, and like when I started to feel more comfortable at the bar and became more animated, more myself, whatever. Like all of a sudden, stopped talking. Mm. You know, like completely ignored. And you noticed? Oh yeah. Well, it's like being acknowledged as a person versus not being acknowledged right you know being ignored or like i don't know mm-hmm. so that kind of shit happens mm-hmm. which sucks mm-hmm. but it's like you can't let it really get you down you know because you're still hanging out with deb and wanda and you're having a blast so yeah that's true, <laughs> that's true. there's this cashier at hy and she talks to everyone uh-huh. and every time i come in her line she doesn't talk to me and i think it's so weird every hmm. time every time i go to hy V at least four times a week so i see her at least once a week and like get in her line never does she speak to me and i'll be like how are you and she's like fine i'm like don't you want to know how i am but no she doesn't weird i know and then and by weird i mean that's upsetting i know and so i'm like is she racist is she and then i'm like okay i know that we can't approach every situation with like either you're racist or you're not and i need to know what you are right now mm-hmm. but part of me's like i don't know what other lens i'm supposed to view this from and i can't i'm in a grocery store we have a very limited interaction right there's not much i can do to like code switch my way out of this if you don't like black people i'm black and i'm here so i right. i can't help you but it's just really weird to notice that. And it's always this just particular woman. Hmm. But I hear her talk to other people. That's so frustrating. I know. It's just, in, you know, and who cares about her like in the long run? Sure. But it's just something I notice. So you're right. The way people are intentional about interacting with you mm-hmm. when they think X versus when they find out Y. Right. It's interesting. It is interesting. Well, we should go to break, yeah? Let's do it. Yeah, lots to think about. So much to ponder. (laughs) We'll be back after a word from our sponsors. (laughs) 
Are you looking for a rewarding career that values its employees and the lives of the people they serve? You know I am. Well, that's great news, Caleb, because Pure Mean Clean is hiring. I love that. Me too. Meanest clean you've ever seen. Pure Mean Clean is looking for honest, motivated, problem-solving individuals who are versatile and love helping others. Whether it's a side hustle or a career, Pure Mean Clean is looking to grow their team. They have competitive pay. You'll be getting yearly and performance raises with incentives. Holiday bonus and tips and free yoga at the Breathing Room Yoga Studio. All that and you have a flexible schedule. Whoa! If you want to make a difference improving individual lifestyles by making our space a healthier, safer, cleaner environment to live. Your essential cleanliness is next to fabulous. For more information, click on the link in the description below. Contact Pure Mean Clean at 319-531-8402 or visit puremeanclean.com. Welcome back. And we're back. <laughs> we're here. That was like so Nickelodeon, like circa like Ooh. 1996. That's cute. Maybe later. And Kel. Oh my God, I love that show. <laughs> I bet you did. I loved it. I liked it, was it so too. Good. It was cute. Yeah. So we're here talking about code switching. Yes. And all the different ways we code switch in our lives and how annoying it is. Yeah. And one thing we were talking about during our brisek. Yeah. I just wanted to see you. You just like were waiting for the reaction. I was like, "Uh I know. (laughs) Is ways that who we code switch around. And one of the ways that Caleb and I both code switch, or one of the ways, one of the places, is with our families. Mm, Yep. Definitely. What's that like for you? So my brother is gay too. Mm -hmm. So when him and I are talking we talk about all sorts of gay shit we talk about like rupaul's drag race and our boyfriends and just you know whatever other gay topics we could talk about um like the music that we love and how much we like love lana del rey or whatever Mm -hmm. you know or miley cyrus whoever yeah right she loves you back she sure does (laughs) um but then like when we have to be like around my parents or around any of our extended family, um, more on my dad's side. We definitely are way quieter, way mm. more. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say like shut down, but like closed off. Mm-hmm. Like we're definitely like not engaging as much. And when we do engage, it's definitely like different. Well, yeah, it's more like straightforward, like to the point, like there's no storytelling, mm-hmm. you know? Like, there's no, like, loose conversation. It's not like I can just talk. It's like I have to have a reason to say the things that I'm saying. Mm. You know what I mean? Does that make more sense? conversation. Yeah. Huh. Like, more factual as opposed to, like, you know, opinions. You know? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So you're not talking just to talk. You're talking to respond, basically. Right. Essentially. to ask. Well, yeah. I would say the, the kind of conversations definitely gear are more geared that way. Mm-hmm. Which is... You know, it is what it is mm-hmm. because I think, you know, the the quote unquote lifestyle that my brother and I live isn't quite up to uh, our family's standards Let's of say. like morals or values. Yes. Right. Ugh. 
And like, even just going like, right, you know, like I would never do that in front of my parents. Really? Yeah. Do you talk with your hands in front of your parents? Um, yeah. My dad is very animated Mm -hmm. as a person. There's a lot of like gesticulating. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely noticed, like I said, like, I feel like my tone changes the things that I, the way that I talk changes Hmm. with my parents. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. It is interesting. How about you? I definitely code switch around my family. Uh, One of the questions that my teacher asked was if I had ever shared any experiences of racism with my parents during Mm -hmm. school, like during during my school years. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no. And he said, why? And I was like, I don't know. But then thinking about the other things we were talking about um, during break, I was sharing with Caleb and Alex that I – all the time code switcher on white people no matter who you are there are i will never listen to uncensored rap music around you mm-hmm. and i will never say the n-word ever around any white person that i'm around at any time and alex asked if that was like to protect them or me and i was like i think it's to protect black people from mm-hmm. the opinions of white people And now that I think about that, I'm like, I think that's also why I never shared instances of racism or colorism with my family, why I don't talk about colorism ever, Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm trying to protect black people from white opinion that I feel is often misplaced and unguided. Yeah. And white opinion of black people is complicated. Yeah. gross but i also feel like it's the same thing with straight people's opinions of gay people sure like who cares right and most of the time people just don't i don't know i feel like they're so quick to pass judgment Mm -hmm. and i if they hear me say something that resembles maybe a negative thought that they have or they take what i say out of context sure that they're going to use what i've just said as like an endorsement to be Right. Phobic. Right. Or racist. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really, really careful about what I say around white people always. Mm-hmm. Which is part of the reason, and I've told you, if I ever hear someone say anything racist or homophobic, I'll call them out. And if mm-hmm. they continue on, like I leave because yeah. I just feel like that's my duty as an, an ally. Right. So I code switch until it becomes inappropriate enough that mm-hmm. I can't be a part of that space right anymore. you're just not gonna tolerate it no i'm not right and yeah i'm gonna give you two chances and then i'm out mm-hmm. that's more than fair i agree i agree i think in general i just try not to be in spaces that i don't feel like i belong in well <sighs> you know like or like even if it's subconscious uh-huh you know what i mean like i feel like i i try to avoid the kind of spaces that i just know that i'm gonna feel uncomfortable in like, even wearing the outfit that I'm wearing today, I feel like is a little, you know, bold. Mm-hmm. Bolder than, you know, just a t-shirt and jeans. Right. You know, and I, outside in front of the building, I still felt like a little, like, exposed. I was like, oh, mm. I'm wearing something a little gay today. <laughs> look gay You know? <laughs> and uh, I look gay today. I'm not street passing today. Right, exactly. And I, I definitely felt, like, a little tinge of, like, being uncomfortable, like, standing out there. And like on the street, mm-hmm. it's like 
waiting. It's like, hmm, this is very strange. Like, I feel like I'm alone and I don't know. Everyone can see me. And everybody can see me. And like, is somebody going to yell at me or like shout some slur at me or something, you know? Yeah. Because that's happened to me before and that shit sucks. Mm-hmm. So, it, I don't know. It's it's hard to pin down the spaces, you know? And I think that's why I typically don't wear things like this. But, I, but I'm going to a gay wedding today. Well, then you need to dress the part. Exactly. And I can be around a whole bunch of gay people and like be yourself. Be yeah, exactly. That would be so nice yeah. for you. I'm excited for you. Mm-hmm. There was this um, quote that I saw online, but I can't. Oh, can I see it now? No, because technology. We have yeah, we're in Deadsville here. But it was just saying like, remember what integration means, or has previously meant was taking. Um, black people and putting them in white supremacist spaces Mm -hmm. and hoping they you know make it survive and i also think of that like as integration with you Mm -hmm. you know like you're being put in a space that is inherently not meant for you right so it's so hard to navigate like what is a safe space are they going to be welcoming when actually no place was made for you as an individual right like that's what I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's why I like stay out of churches, you yeah. know, in general, mm-hmm. just because I'm like this place is has been very aggressive towards gay people. Mm-hmm. So and has like been detrimental yeah. to a lot of gay people. So I don't just don't I don't do it. I don't touch yeah. it. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's um. It's hard to find those spaces. But then you have places like, you know, Basics, which is like a gay bar. And like straight people can come to that bar. That's fine. But you have to realize that's not your space. Right. Like you can't just like walk in and be like, oh, I belong here. It's like Mm -hmm. you don't not belong. But But it's not for you. But this isn't for you. And then what an experience for the straight people. I just Mm -hmm. always think like, boy, when when the whites Mm -hmm. and again, not meaning Caucasians. Right. Meaning just people who embody all this shit we hate about privilege. Yeah. Um, when they go places like that, imagine that feeling like mm-hmm. to go to one place in the whole city that isn't made for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if they feel some type of way. Yeah. And then walk in and like act like you own the place. Like, yeah. What and are it's you like, doing? but Get, you don't. Right. So sit, sit the fuck down. Yeah. Sit the fuck down. Have yeah. a seat. <laughs> Have several seats. Right. Yeah. I like that too. And I wish there were more places like that. For black people mm, here, yeah. but I feel like when black people do create spaces that are supposed to be for us, then we're like, ah, that's racist. And I'm like, every space, every single space is created for white people. Right. Specifically white men. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't get it. Yeah. But yeah, it's just the world we live in. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. And Cedar Rapids is just a very... Vanilla place. Mm -hmm. Bland. Yeah. So when is the time for you that you feel like you're the most relaxed, that you don't feel like you have to put on or code switch at all? Like, what does that space look like for you? Probably when I'm at home or with the friends and the friendships I'm cultivating right Mm now um, with my kids. Now, I... I know I said I code switch with my kids, but that's more of like when they piss me off. Sure. And I'm like, okay, Benjamin. And on the inside, I'm like, I'm going to strangle you. (laughs) And I do that mostly so I can like make it through the next five minutes. Sure. But probably with my kids um, 
or when I'm alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Mm, good question. I really, I feel like I have like so many different spaces in my life. Like I have like the different bars that I've gone to, like Basics or O and P. Um, and that sounds bad when I say that out loud, like the bars that I go to, but they're like community spaces, you mm-hmm. know, essentially like people were, or a place where people meet and hang out and are friends. Um, those spaces I feel comfortable in because I feel like I've built that kind of um, family, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, and that's important to me. I think that's why like, I really enjoy going to those spaces all the time because that's where I feel like I belong. Right. You know, like fostered belonging mm-hmm. in those spaces because of the friendships and the relationships that have formed there. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, also with like the yoga community. I was going to say at yoga. Yeah. Like Wendy, Patty, Sarah, Abby Holgan. Abby Holgan. I love her. I saw her. Oh my God. I saw her. Did? Yeah. When? She came to the restaurant. Yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. She told me. She, oh, that's right. I saw her yesterday too. Mm-hmm. It made my heart very there. happy. Me too. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at us. Yeah. So it's essentially with like my best friends, yeah. you know. I was going to say, I never feel like I have to code switch in our relationship. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I have to go to switch around you. Good. So I really feel like that's what it comes down to is like finding the people you don't have to go to switch with. Yeah. You can be as gay as you want to be. Fuck yeah. Just wave that flag, honey. <laughs> wave that shit, bitch. Yes. And not only do I, do I not feel judged by you, but I feel like supported and like encouraged to be my, my authentic self. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Because that's the point of being a good friend. Absolutely. And I want you to know that I'm an ally. I not only mm-hmm. support you, but I support all the people that you love right. in your community. Yeah. Just like you support black lives. I feel like you would, it would be hard to say that like you love me if you don't love everything about me or like, you know what I mean? Like you can't just like love me without be, like acknowledging the fact that I'm a part of the gay community. Like the gay community is like a part of me. Right. You know what is. I mean? It is. Yeah. I agree. You can't yeah. pick and choose what parts of someone. No. You like. Right. But you can, but then that's not a true relationship. Right. Yeah. Well, thank God for you, boo. Well, Thank God for you, babe. <laughs> I love you. I, I love, love everything you about you. Oh, my God. Thanks. <laughs> thank you. I love everything about you, too. Oh. Oh, look at us. L <laughs> is for the way. Whatever that is. You look. That's right. There you go. At me. me. <laughs> Cute. Oh, my God. Well, Sarah, is there anything else you feel like is pertinent to say to this conversation? Anything, I don't know, that we're missing here? You know, okay, that's really weird because Alex is trying to play music for oh, us. Oh yes. Which we can hear beyond. Um... One second. Oh, it was a moment. It was a moment. It was a moment. Oh, can I get the Bluetooth? Oh, my phone died. Oh. Wah. Wah, wah, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, this is hey, a new space, it. new technology. Here we are. Here we are. We're all on the struggle bus. There we are. 
we go. Hello. It's for the way you look. Go, Caleb. Oh, is for the only one I see. V is very, very extraordinary. E is any even more anything that anyone. I don't know the words. Me neither. But I love you. I love you. You might be the only one that feels this way about me. That's not true. You know what Azalea told me the other day? What? She was like, I want you and dad to live together. And I was like, girl, no. I was like that, no. And she's like, ugh, can you just get out there and meet someone already and get on Tinder? Oh. I know. And I was like, damn, Azalea. I'm working on it. Okay. Not like I want to be Savage. the single. I know. She's sick of me and my shit. Right. She wants us to get married. Oh, I mean, I would love that. So it does Ayla. <laughs> oh, it's Until crossed my then, mind I've to like get married to some straight girl. And just really? like, yeah. But like not like. That's gross. I know. Ew. Why but not like never that? to have sex with her. Okay. You know, like it would be like an arrangement. Because I would love to marry a gay man because you guys are so so hot but i know like you'd never like me right you'd have to have like separate so sex lives satisfying yeah because yeah it just we could cuddle yeah i love cuddling <laughs> i need more than cuddling though in the long run right same same, same. yeah same but Anyway, Caleb, I love you. I love you, too. And I'm too. glad we're friends. Same. And I'm glad we uh, have our community of othered peeps, mm -hmm. too. Absolutely. In fact, I would love to hear more from our community. Community. Yeah. I would love to hear from you all. <laughs> if you have things to say, please say them to me now. Um, yeah. I mean, like, on our Facebook or on our Instagram, like, I would love slide to have people. DMs. Yeah. Slide in our DMs or even, like, start a conversation on the Facebook group. Like, yeah, I'm into that. Like, I would love to hear times that you were othered or feel like you had a code switch. Yeah. Like, I would love to, I don't know, commiserate in those experiences with you. Yes. When is the last time you had to code switch? Right. Tell us about it. Tell me about it. Tommy. Can we just throw in the new idea right now? I was going to say, yeah. leave us an audio Oh, clip. yes. Like, mm -hmm. ah, we just thought of this on the halfway During break. the brisek. During our brisek. <laughs> yes, so, Caleb. I think for now, the best way would be just to email it to one of us. Email me, alex at lasgroup.net. And we'll get that audio clip in. Because I, I think it'd be really fun if people mm. would say, you know. Yeah, shoot us your question. You know, hey, here's from, uh, here's from our friend Fabby. And she asks, why do you code switch? And then we could play the audio clip and then you could answer it mm -hmm. and be like you're talking to On our next to episodes. Yeah. On our future episodes. Future. So record some audio. You all have smartphones, I'm sure. I'm sure. We actually have a lot of people that listen on a computer. Or just oh, message the Facebook fine. group too. But message also computers us. have microphones too. Oh, oh sure yeah. You, you, can, uh, you can submit audio messages on Messenger. Sure. So oh like, yeah. Through on the other Facebook. Other the podcast Facebook page. Yeah, do that. Facebook. Do it. 
Facebook. <laughs> I, I don't know why this voice has come out, but it either, is. It's but here. here it is. <laughs> it's funny. It's a good one. <laughs> let's keep it. Let's keep it. <laughs> let's do that. So let's share some audio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shoot us your uh, audio questions, thoughts, comments. <laughs> Verbs. Verbs. Yeah. Pronouns. Adjectives. Yes. Ooh, adjectives. Mm. Nouns. Nouns are fine. <laughs> anyway, it's been so wonderful. It's been you, great. Love it here in our new space. Yeah. We're going to make it cozy in here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's and all. Maybe we'll have video and other people can see how cozy we are. Too. Oh, that's something that's coming too. It's all exciting. coming. So stay tuned. Keep listening. We love you. We, Thanks for being here. Yeah, we love you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Peace. I said good day. Oh. Good. I said good day. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com.